You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. It's time for the World Arm Wrestling League this week. I'm your host Neil Pickup, and it is on. You could be riding a bike. You could be washing the car. You could be mowing the lawn. Or you could be having a beer. You could be taking a shower with a beautiful woman. And if that's true, you bloody well should be. Alternatively, sit your ass down, grab something cold to drink, and get ready for another episode of the World Arm Wrestling League this week with my chubby sexy self, part man, part seal. But every inch is real. Neil Pickup. And what a show we have got lined up today. We will be speaking to the man of the moment. This fella has emerged with a bang over the last five years into the world of arm wrestling as competitor, as promoter, as spokesman, as friend of Chris Gobby, as elite arm wrestling socialite. He is the everywhere. He is the anywhere. He is the man from down under. That's right, ladies and gents, it's the YouTube ever-present, the reigning king of the bottom eight, the Ginger Ninja, Ryan Blue Bowen. Ladies and gentlemen, I am joined now by the man of the moment from Australia, the land down under, it's Ryan Blue Bowen. Welcome to the show, mate, how are you doing? Neil, pick up, mate. I'm doing really well. How, how are you, brother? I'm not bad. I'm not bad at all, mate. Quite excited to have you on here. It's uh, You're doing big things right now, and uh, it's it's on, mate. It's real. World Arm Wrestling League debut versus Alan Guerra in LA. Oh, you, you know, honestly, Neil, this, this really is the fulfillment of a childhood dream for me. Um, right from the earliest of ages, I, I said that I wanted to be a professional athlete. I didn't know where I was going to end up. But turns out arm wrestling's it, and WAL, I couldn't be happier. I mean, this is something that I know that you've been very, very keen to, and I think as well, not just for the, not sort of, just for the, yeah, I'm on the, I'm on the big stage. I think you genuinely are interested to test yourself against some of these guys, and I, and I, I find that really endearing, mate. You're not the guy that rings up. I get a lot of, I get a lot of people send messages over, and usually. For obvious reasons, it's based around somebody telling me that, that they're being overlooked and they should be on this card and I need to really let the world know who they are. You're not that guy, mate. You're, you tend to be the guy that's saying, you know, I, I think I could, I'd love to know how I do with this guy. I think I may have something for this guy. Maybe I can do something. You're sort of uh, understated in that respect, but in an endearing way. And, uh, do, when you got the call and it was Alan Guerra, what did you think about that matchup? Is that one of those that fascinates you? Well, well, for, for me, the, the the sort of psychology of of all of that lead up was was kind of a reflection on the the person that I am. And Alan Guerra for me is it's it's a wonderful match. Um, with to the psychology of of how I've I've chased progression in the sport so far for me has always been one about jumping in the deep end. Right from being a kid, that was always the way I went. When I was 
when I was in Division Three in in playing tennis as a, as a kid, I used to tell the pro who run the whole club, if anyone drops out of Division One, I'm the man to fill in for mm-hmm. for that. I, I didn't worry about taking the the difficult matches. So when I when WAL called me and said that look, Alan Guerra, Mexico's number one, is 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 going to be your first opportunity and your de- debut. It, it to me was was a beautiful match. I mean. Alan, Alan to me is 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 a match where he his power and my power. I think it's going to result in in a, in a really solid war. I don't think anyone's going to be able to pin anyone quickly, and it's it's what I love most. Uh, and it's kind of where I've evolved to as an arm wrestler. And I think it's going to be a a, a cracking match. And um, a little bit of. Uh commonality here mate as well i mean alan guerra the first mexican in the world arm wrestling league and and, and i feel like you guys have got something in common you're obviously the first australian that we're going to see in the world arm wrestling league supermatch series and i also think it's probably uh fair to say without sort of uh, underplaying any of your fellow arm wrestlers over there that you, you you're going to be carrying the weight of a nation a little bit on your shoulders here mate you guys and alan are sort of championing your nation uh, in the league you're the yeah. probably signature <laughs> or standout arm wrestler. I don't necessarily mean just in terms of ability. I mean in terms of notoriety. You're the guy, you're the, the the Aussie guy that people will identify with. Obviously, you're so active on social media and so on. Alan, the same with Mexico. You you speak about Mexican arm wrestling. Most people go, oh yeah, Alan, where I know that kid. And um, yeah. so that adds a little bit of excitement, a little bit of pressure, uh, and a little bit of passion to this match. It, it it does. I, I mean, I've always I, I listened to Devin Larratt on your show the other week, and and he he raised the point that I think is is entirely relevant when it comes to Australian arm wrestling that we we emerged into the spotlight of the sport whilst we were still in our infancy, and everyone observed that, and a lot of people still f- feel like we're there, and 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 it's just really not the case anymore. We've really evolved. We've we've got a passionate bunch of people down here that are so well coordinated in our training efforts. We've been we've been guided by Devon Larratt and other elite armors that have come out, and and we've hit that that time in the sport, that sort of six, seven, eight year mark for some people, and we're ready to come through. And so, mm. carrying the weight of weight of that Australian reputation has been something that I've I've kind of I've pushed pretty hard for over the last few years, and and although I've taken losses on the international scene, I, I feel like I've, in particularly in recent times, finally earned that respect, and and I'm ready to to really, I guess, show that Australia really is here. Because trust me, there's a bunch of guys here in Australia that I can't even pin yet that are worthy of the international level, and so for me to be able to represent in the middleweight division, yeah, I couldn't be happier. I suppose it's fair to say one of the things that I really like about the Aussies and I like about the approach, you guys have had torchbearers. I mean, back in the day, you would get Sam. And Sam would show up at all the World (laughs) Arm Wrestling Federation events. And he was just, a lot of people didn't even know his name, but they'd be like, you know, oh, yeah, uh, the guy with the beard from Australia looks a bit like God, you know. (laughs) And he'd just show up and he was everywhere. But almost that was that calling card. It was a little bit, and his, his personality... And again, that endearing nature, that have-a-go hero. You know, he was the guy that would show up and just get stuck in and he could never know enough. There was Rick Kamana, who was all over the place as well, trying to get his face about town. And and and, and you were sort of cut from that same cloth in some respects because you go out, you seek that challenge, you seek that knowledge. Um, and without sort of blowing your trumpet too much, mate, um, 
you've achieved a tremendous amount in the sport away from the team. It's funny, I read something the other day, you know, and uh, uh, it was from Chris Gobby, your mate. I don't know what went, you know, which which shower you stepped out of and walked on his dick, but he's definitely not a fan, isn't he? So he, he wrote something, and it was something like, never in the sport of arm wrestling has there been anybody who's done as much self-promotion having achieved so little. Now, obviously, Chris is talking about on the arm wrestling table, you know, and he's having his little pop and his little dig, and I know you've got your banter going on there, but in a way, that's not true, is it? I mean, away from the arm wrestling table, you've achieved a massive amount. You've bolstered not only Australian arm wrestling. I think it's fair to say you've done a tremendous amount bolstering world arm wrestling and the reputation and notoriety of arm wrestling worldwide. Pound for pound, you've now got up to 22,000 followers or more. You know, and th- these are all things, those efforts um, of getting the name just arm wrestling out there, letting people see it, letting people know it, creating that almost cult fan base outside of the actual competitor base, I think mm. is a really, really worthwhile endeavour, mate. Yeah, no, no it, I, I consider myself so, uh, so fortunate and I am eternally grateful for the, the the circumstances, the people, and the opportunities that, that that have spanned the last six years that have led to where I am now. Because when when I discovered arm wrestling six years ago, I, I saw this this sport that had world champions that was in their their forties, uh, and I thought, wow, what what is this sport? I haven't missed a boat because um, I was 20, 27 years old at the time, and I mm-hmm. thought, here's a second chance for me to go in and, and be a sports person. Um, because I'd just been in the military prior to that, and I'd kind of said goodbye to the dream of being any sort of elite athlete. And arm wrestling became that for me. And what I noticed straight away was that there were very few arm wrestlers on the planet that were paid and enough to call it a career. And yeah. so right right from day one, you can go back to YouTube six years ago and find my very first video where I taught... I, I can't believe it. I watched it like a month ago, and I was like, no way. I virtually said in that first video almost exactly where i am today in terms of what i do on the show and all and i had no idea that i that it had all come true quite so accurately but but the goal for me right from day one as soon as i started creating that youtube channel was to make arm wrestling a career and i knew that i couldn't just be an arm wrestler i had to be a a promoter of the sport i had to to grow a fan base that wasn't among arm wrestlers because Mm -hmm. at the end of the day there were only a small bunch of arm wrestlers passionate enough and and that was never going to be our audience. So it, for me, it was all about growing a, a fan base and making the sport genuine and popular. And, and like for me now in, my, in Brisbane, in the city of Brisbane, Australia, the, I would say more than 50% of people now in this city believe that arm wrestling is a professional sport. Easy, easy more than 50%. Um, you ask someone at the shops, they'll say, yeah, 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 I'm wrestling for sure. I've seen it. I'm not sure where I've seen it, but I know it's a thing. Yeah. And people will, will say that. So, um, so for me, the sport becoming what it is and achieving things in the sport, um, has, has, has been a reflection of, because I, I just love it, love it that much. And, and I think that when you're true to yourself and you, and you, you live your passion, like for me, this wasn't paying for the last five years but in the last 12 months i can now call it a career um but in the first five years it was all about me just doing what i love doing in all my spare time so instead of going to the pub instead of watching the football i was working on arm wrestling content and 
even though I had no authority and the Chris Gobbies on the world loved picking up on that. And that's, I think, where where I kind of overreached in some people's eyes and everyone thought, hang on, who is this Ryan Blue Bone guy that seems to be talking about arm wrestling when he's done nothing? Um, and that was because I was, I feel like I was one of the first people on the planet to really start putting myself out there in that respect. And But it, it cascaded, it led to things. Um, a year ago, I met John Brzezink, Travis Bajant, and man, the things that have happened in the last 12 months for me as a promoter and mm-hmm. being able to impact the sport have just been crazy. And, and I'm now fortunate enough to call arm wrestling my career. Genuinely, I do nothing but create arm wrestling content and I train my ass off to try to win this middleweight hammer at the uh, WAL. And that's a wonderful place to be, mate, but it's definitely through your own efforts and hard work. And I think one interesting point I just want to pick up on that you said there, obviously you talked about the fact that Chris and, and, and some of the other people within the community were almost feeling that you weren't worthy um, to go out there and, and put this content out there because you hadn't achieved certain accolades within the sport. But the interesting counter to that is, in some respects, the people that you're looking to appeal to, the guys that you're searching for to watch this content, often it's advantageous when it's someone like yourself because they're going on that journey, that voyage of discovery with you. And I yeah. think you've got to be a certain type of person, a certain character set to be able to do that and to go out and seek that content, seek that knowledge, look to advance yourself in the manner in which you have. And not everybody can do that, mate. I think there's, uh, particularly in a sport that's full of alpha males, you know what I mean? Not not many characters are like you. Well, I tell you, the first three months of me putting out content was just filled with my friends and family laughing at me, going, hang on, what, what is this stuff you're putting out? Like, Mm. I'm wrestling for real. Like I was a skinny, weak person at the time when I started. I, w- I was not a, a specimen in any shape or form. Couldn't arm wrestle with any do- real legitimacy. Um, but but as you said, it was it was it's a journey, and it was a willingness to declare that this is what I'm going to aim for, and I'm going to bring you guys along for the ride. I don't know how I'm going to get there, but but I'm willing to fumble my way through it. And, and show you all my mistakes along the way. And ultimately, like, I, I, I love the fact that I have documented it from the beginning because mm-hmm. when I get to my pinnacle, wherever that may be, and, I, and my personal goal is to get it to legitimate world, world champion level, mm-hmm. when I reach whatever pinnacle I reach, I think it's going to be an amazing blueprint for someone someday to look, look at and go, man, I'm not an wrestler yet, but I want to be. Let's, let's look at this. Yep. And and go well. Well, Ryan fumbled his way through this, that, and the other, and and that's how he got there. Yeah. Um. And then they can take similar steps, and it can in- inspire a next generation. So, like, I think, like, imagine if we had video footage of Michael Jordan from when he was first getting into basketball, all the way yep. up to when he did what he did. Like, sure. Not that I, not that I think that I'm going to be a Jordan level. No, but I, I understand what you mean. I know what you yeah. mean. If you can get to a point where, and who knows, mate? Who knows what we can achieve? Why not you? Why not? Yeah. yeah. You know. Well, that's the thing. I mean, I, I, I'm so blessed with the people around me at the moment. The uh, the fact that I, I I can now call people like John Brzezink, Devin Larratt, Travis Bajan, Todd Hutchins. I can call them friends. Yourself. Mm-hmm. There's there's people in the arm wrestling world that I'm now blessed with their presence and their guidance that um is just supercharging my progress at the moment and yeah. 
yeah, it's, it is amazing. So I do feel like the sky is the limit and, and I'm hungry and I'm, and I'm working hard. So yeah, let's roll it out. I think as well as the fact that you've got those people to refer to, I think it's also really pertinent to point out that you are the right type of person to take all that in. You, you, you're very much like a, a sponge in that respect. You do listen. I, I compare, you know, I make comparisons in some respects to somebody like Paul Lynn. Paul Lynn's another guy who's got a great attitude for this sport, you know. You speak to Paul. Uh, Jeff Hale's another one. You, Jeff Hale, Paul Lynn, guys like that who no matter what they achieve, where they get to, you just know that they're always very grounded in terms of what they do. Aussie, Aussie, Aussie. Oi, shut up for a moment. We've got to take a short break. But we will be right back with arm wrestling's sexiest ginger man in just a few shakes of a kangaroo's tail. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the show for more insight, comment and opinion from Oceana's own signature arm wrestler, Ryan Blue Bowen. How far into the journey were you when I invited you over to Arm Wars, mate? You first came on my radar when we started yeah. chatting online, and I, I just thought you were a cracking lad, so I thought, I'm going to bring this guy over. He's obsessed. Great. Let's put him in with one of our mid-range lightweights. And this is the thing, just to tell people a little bit about that. I got chatting to Ryan online, I can't even remember when, quite a few. You probably remember better than me. We were doing yeah, it was, that. Um, it was 2014. 2014. So we're going back a few years and we were doing an event um, at the Seni Combat Sports Show when we had Arm Wars on Eurosport. Ryan and myself had hooked up online and we're just chatting things through and he was very, very keen to get a shot. Um, and I was checking him out online, seeing bits of stuff, watching you, charting your progress a little bit. And I thought, yeah, I'm going to bring this guy over, let him have a shot. We'll, we'll put him in the, in the uh, undercard. And you pulled Anil Najram. Um, that was the best match of the weekend. It was an absolute cracker. And one of the things that I loved about that was that match went everywhere. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it was you were in a top roll, he was in a top roll, you were in a flat press, he was, you were defensive, you were attacking, it was in deep hooks. It was all over the place. Absolute super entertaining battle. And and ultimately that that is the essence. That's the lifeblood of our sport and I don't care if you're a 10 time world champion if you're undefeated in 4 years or if you haven't arm wrestled for more than a year if you can arm wrestle anywhere and you can deliver that then you're definitely in the right place and you're an asset to the sport that we do in my opinion yeah <laughs> no that that the memory of that match for me was is is will always be a very special thing for me it was it was i was i think i was about 18 months into the sport and as i said i was I, arm wars was the thing and i was like oh this is this is the best place to to get an opportunity to to make this a career I, my goal was to be able to just get up in headlights so i could go and speak to sponsors and say hey look i'm i'm a, I'm, a, I'm an arm wrestler and uh, let me let me let me advertise for you. Um, and that match with the nil, um, I went there with this. I remember my left arm got blown away the first day, and I remember thinking, "Just wait till my right arm gets out there, guys," because I'm a right arm specialist. And, yeah, I remember and you and telling I mean, me that night. 
today's been the worst start in the history of the world and then day two wow yeah and and that that match i was i i wasn't gonna lose that match in my head i was just going to do all the things necessary and top roll v top roll round one and it was too good and it was it was gone and then and then i had to dig in and and yeah it was it was i didn't even know that i could i could pull the way i did that day i'd never pulled that way in my life but but i i i think i have a good intuitive nature on the sport and i can feel i can feel an arm wrestle really well and and i think that i've been blessed with that sense right from the beginning and i was always searching for that feeling i always wanted to be the person who leads the dance in an arm wrestle i, I never wanted it to be a victory just because I was stronger. I always made the assumption that the person who wins arm wrestles better. Not only are they stronger, but they they arm wrestle better. So I went searching for that right from the beginning. And that match with the nil was the first time I really got to feel what it is to arm wrestle properly. Mm-hmm. And the, the funny thing is that you're one of those guys that is brave at the table. You do find people that are relatively monotechnical. You've never been that guy. That's what, where my earliest experience of you ryan that was the most interesting element about your style of arm wrestling you're one of those guys that will transition everybody talks about it they do it in training a hundred times and they get to a match and they stay in one spot and you were brave in that match it led to exciting circumstances um, and exchanges within the match but you were very brave and you openly transitioned style to style to style throughout that match you changed what you were doing and um that is a very very good thing to get sort of into your fiber as an arm wrestler you know we've seen other the greats of arm wrestling all have that they've all got that ability to transition the opportunity is there and they jump on it you know they don't wait they don't hesitate they don't miss that opportunity they seize it and they encounter victory after victory as a result. And I saw that in you early, and I'm hoping that that's something you don't shy away from. I'm actually hoping that you don't find a spot which is too signature. You know what I mean? Obviously, you gravitate. Mm. Most people gravitate towards the top roll or the fast finish. But we saw in your most recent outing or success in the top eight, you weren't frightened to sit in there, suck in your elbow, get in that tight hook, and hang. And yeah. you yeah. need to keep that, you know. That's 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 really key. And I yeah. think, well, sorry, for, go for me, it, my, yeah, the, the the style of arm wrestler that that I became in was was based on Devin Larratt. My, my first mm. twelve months in the sport, I had no one but YouTube to guide me. And then Devin Larratt paid a visit to Australia, and and he emphasised the 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 value of hand control, and. And I watched, and I studied, and I and I just watched Devin Larratt's movements, and I and and I, I thought, to my, I said to myself, regardless of how weak I feel in any given given position, go there and experience what Devin gains or loses when he goes to these positions, mm-hmm. and and go searching. And I and I and I and I found a lot of movements similar to Devin's that I'd model my my game on, and. And it became a great way for me to arm wrestle. And to this day, I, I, I love doing that. And that, that match with Evan was, was the most satisfying match I've personally ever pulled in my life. Yep. Um, for, for a bunch of reasons. Aside from it, it, it proved the point. It legitimized Australian arm wrestling a bit more. Physically, making that man in round two pin himself was, was, was amazing. 
I've never done it to that degree before where I'm staring someone down and literally I've taken every single fundamental angle and vector away from him and he's left with nothing but conceding. It was, mm-hmm. it was, it was a special way of arm wrestling. And, um, I, I do have a very big offensive drive as well. I've always been, I always had an explosive nature. I can hit and go for the flash pin pretty effectively, but but I, I love to hit for position and then and then just really squeeze and bleed and, and, and lead that dance. It, it, I don't think I'll ever get rid of it. And it's interesting now that I'm being coached by Todd Hutchings. Um, our people are asking me if I'm going to change my style. And, I, and I, don't, I, don't, I don't plan on it, that's for sure. Now, let's, let's just focus on that a little bit, mate. You obviously started, uh, and as you've already told us there, you were looking to create that versatile package when you came to the arm wrestling table. Ultimately, arm wrestling is a strength sport. And you've been up close and personal of late, not in a nasty prison shower way, in a go around to your house and learn what you've got to say way, with Todd Zilla. And Todd's, Todd is, number one, misunderstood character in many ways. Number one, Todd is not this caveman who doesn't have any technique. He's actually thinking a lot of things. He's an extremely intelligent, articulate individual in my experience. And what I would say about him is he's quite unique because he finds success by utilising his physical capability, which are not necessarily textbook. They're not necessarily the written rule in the sport of arm wrestling, but they are nevertheless unbelievably effective. And is, there's no sort of hiding the fact that it is based around top-end strength. Yeah. And you've really sort of taken that under your wing, and you're trying to utilise, Todd, for those who don't know, to give you that boost, that, as you described it, supercharge in your training. What's the results looking like, mate? How are you finding the training in terms of you taking any physical damage? Because let's be honest, Todd's a little bit of a freak in that respect. He seems to not have any injuries when he's just pulled the ugliest, most brutal match in the world. Are you finding yeah. issues, and is it yielding results? Um, the, look, the, I'm I'm officially 13 days into training under his guidance, and it feels amazing. I'll mm. say that straight up. It I had a lot of people prior to this, the commencement of this training say that, oh, look, Ryan, you're just going to injure yourself trying to replicate Todd's training. It's not going to work. But but it's anything but. Todd has got his program down to a science, and. Mm-hmm. It's very protective. It, it's not, it's not all about just thrashing on side pressure. And 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 Todd's Todd's approach through me has has felt amazing so far. Um, neurologically, I've woken up a lot of a lot of just awareness on my side pressure. Uh, obviously, Todd has a big emphasis on side pressure. Yeah. Um, and it where where I'm really intrigued by Todd and one and I th- and the reason why I'm so excited is I think. Nine out of ten arm wrestlers on the planet lend themselves lean towards the value of hand control over uh, over over just raw side pressure and no hand control. Most people want to keep their hand more so than 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 their opponent. Yeah, Todd isn't Todd isn't so much concerned with that, and and I think at first glance people just think it's it's brute thuggery kind of just raw exposure you connect your tissue arm wrestling, but. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I was certain that there was more to it than that with Todd, and and I, and I wanted to go searching for how he is using side pressure to create traps, to create dead spaces, to out to outsmart his opponents. Because I, I, I didn't want to just believe that he's just a brute. I thought 
not there's there's more to it and and i that's where i'm i'm really diving in i yes i'm getting I, I i've asked todd make me strong as fred as he likes to call it he's got a t-shirt yep. saf strong as fred um and we, we're going down that path but as you said todd is todd is an intelligent guy and todd arm wrestles very well he's teaching me th- things about how to utilize my arm in ways that i think people don't realize and yeah and i'm ex- i'm excited to to not only have the hand-based approach that i've had for my last six years of, of studying and training like Devin, and now adding some todd components to it i, I mm-hmm. feel like i feel like if i get if i if i crack the code on todd and i become intuitive in the ways that todd is combined with what i've got i feel like that's when that's when we're getting a bit that's when that hammer's coming home to Australia. <laughs> let's let's see how you feel that that's going to impact or affect what you're going to do in your match with Alan Guerra. And we're not talking about um, you know finite detail here, mate. Yeah, <clears throat> I'm yeah, aware yeah. of the fact that you're going to automatically go back to a lot of your base, a lot of your foundation. But do you feel like you have enough time between now and the match coming up in July to? almost have a degree of reinvention there in how you will mentally approach this from a, from a strategic perspective. Yeah, I, I do mentally there's a couple of um, factors that are, that are coming into play since the inception of Todd's coaching. And, and what one, one is training frequency and how close I kind of go to the fire with, with taper tapering off prior to the match and rest mm-hmm. period Todd has really said, like he, and this is where I, I'm trusting the science behind what Todd has refined. Um, so Todd is guiding my my taper and my approach physically, and that's that's like I'm that's a that's a that's a trust exercise for me on mm-hmm. Todd. Like, but again, the, that man is so experienced that I, I believe it, and I'm I'm I'm, a, I'm excited about that. Um, when it comes to my arm wrestling, I think what is what Todd is going to have in me by the time that match comes around and I'm, and I I'm feeling it in my physicality and also in my mental approach is where I used to hit for position, that hit for position, that drive for position is going to be monstrous now compared to what it was. I'm not going to arm wrestle like Todd Hutchings in Mm -hmm. this match for sure. It's going to look a lot like Ryan blue Bowen, but I think that you're going to see Ryan blue Bowen, so much more secure in his fundamentals than you've ever seen before. He's he's going to look less fearful in the setups. I used to, I, I was very, I started out as, as a running arm wrestler. I, I would definitely move for outside moves far more predominantly. Yeah. Now with Todd behind me, I am, I'm not afraid of, of coming forward into the fight right from the get go. If that's what it takes to secure a position. Once yeah. I have position, once I have position, you're going to see that the squeeze come on and that's where I'll look much more like a Devin Larratt style arm wrestler. But mm-hmm. yeah, I feel like Todd will really help me just secure power um, off the go. So basically if you've got a jug or a picture full of ambition in how you will structure the match and where you've got to empty that during the course of the match, you feel like it's going to be, you know, forty percent of that jug gets emptied off the get go, and then and then you work from there. Whereas in the past, you were sort of yeah. edging yourself into the match more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I used to be much more uh, cautious and much more protective of my top role. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I used to take a shallow grip, but uh, emphasis on pronation. Yep. Now I have a much more balanced, balanced hand. I think the my opponents who grip me now, they're not sure where I'm going. Inside, mm-hmm. outside, sideways, back pressure. Am I coming forward? And I love that indecision that people feel now. Um, yes. That for yep. me, that for me is is a tool that I feel their doubt, and I just and I confuse them, and I, I hit wherever's weakest. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's it's I feel just so much more well rounded now, and 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 I think that 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 platform of that match with Alan Guerra is going to be my 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 best opportunity without a doubt to date to to demonstrate that a I'm a capable arm wrestler, but b that my body, my bones, my connective tissue are ready to be at the elite level. Now, Alan Guerra, obviously, um, Mexican heritage. And one thing he has displayed in match after match is that guy shows up ready and he will go out on his shield to win. Yeah. Obviously, the one slight element of risk that utilising um, what Todd is, is teaching or sacrificing or being less concerned about that hand and wrist. Do you have any insecurities at all about how that could affect your endurance if the match gets into a war with a guy like Alan who, you know, he's going to break his arm to win? Mm. Well, here's the, th- the the thing is like during the setup negotiation, you're, I'm going to test my frame. I'm going to, I'm going to test, I'm going to be a little bit like Todd and I'm going to feel Right, and I'm going to know in that very first grip negotiation whether I'm going to be able to bang with with Alan in a in just a brute force sense. Mm-hmm. If I sense anything like I don't know that my that I'm going to be able to stand up over a long battle against this this degree of integrity, then I won't let Alan know that. But I will I will then engage the battle, and then you'll see me transition to a very technical based arm wrestler where I will lay traps and like I, I will tell you right now Evan Burgoyne from Canada was stronger than me but I out arm wrestled him and mm-hmm. in the process of out arm wrestling him he bled himself and the tie the tables turned and I became the stronger guy by the by the fifth round yeah I feel like I can do that to Alan if if it's necessary and Alan is stronger than me on the day it's a long way from over. He's he's not only going to be stronger than me. He's got to be able to keep up in the dance that I'm gonna that I'm gonna lead. And I feel like if I get my cup set at all, I can lead a really really dangerous dance that that uh, that uh, that that I believe Alan's going to struggle to keep up with. And if I can get that, I think that I can stop him from pinning me and uh, and ultimately get to that point where he's pinning himself. Ryan. We're just about out of time, mate. But I want to just say thank you so much for coming on, for your insight and for everything you've told us here. I hope to get you back on here again, and I know everybody else will really soon, so that we can uh, we can talk. There's so much more that I want to discuss with you, mate. You're a very interesting arm wrestler, very interesting uh, individual. And uh, I want to wish you the very, very best of luck uh, over in, in July. I hope everything works exactly as you've uh, <laughs> you've told us. And I hope it turns into a screamer, mate, because I know you enjoy pulling those. And I know both yourself and Alan are very, very capable of pulling those matches. And that's what the fans come to see, brother. Thanks yeah. for coming on the mate. show, Ryan. Really appreciate it, mate. mate. 
Mate, thank you so much for having me, Neil. And, and I really appreciate um, your work as well. And, and you championing my cause right back from Armour's all the way up until now. It means the world to me, mate. So thank you. In my genuine pleasure, mate. Speak again soon, brother. All right, take care. Ladies and gentlemen, unfortunately, that is all we've got time for in this episode. Absolutely great to have Ryan Bowen on the show. What a tremendous bloke. Love that lad. Such an asset for the sport of arm wrestling in his native Australia. Such an asset for the sport of arm wrestling generally. Tremendous work being done on a global scale by the up-and-comer Ryan Bowen. And let me tell you now, ladies and gentlemen, keep your eyes on this man as he debuts in World Arm Wrestling League. Ryan Bowen is not just a promoter. Ryan Bowen is not just about a YouTube channel. Ryan Bowen is carving out his own little niche as a top-class puller. And he's got high aspirations. Let's see where that journey leads up. I want to thank Ryan very much for coming on the show. Thank all of you for tuning in as always. And I hope you'll join me same time next time on the World Arm Wrestling League this week with myself, Neil Pickup. Take it easy, peeps. Sports betting is sweeping across the country faster than the coronavirus, and Wagering Week is your antidote. I'm Tom Martin, and I'm a veteran sports analyst and respected sports handicapper who helped build ESPN's brand. I've been recognized and awarded by Pro Football Weekly and Gaming Today magazine as the honest handicapper. Let the other guys give you the same old boring sports talk with the same tired storylines. We'll give it to you straight here every Friday on Wagering Week. Don't gamble with other podcasts. Let Sports Garden Network's Wagering Week help your bottom line.